Are you bringing things into your environment that you feel like you can manage and then you later find out you simply can't? You can't. You thought in the moment the demon made you believe in your mind that you had control over that thing, but when you got it home, now it's controlling you. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size Show, where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Welcome back to the God's Perfect Size channel. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, and I'm so grateful to be here with you. Y'all, it is the 4th of July, so... If you are celebrating Independence Day, then I wish you a very happy and safe 4th of July here in the U.S. With that being said, this week I recorded a bonus episode for you. Did you get it? Were you able to listen to it? I pray you enjoyed that episode. It was really an episode I couldn't hold on to any longer. My studies in Genesis have been so rich, and when God was teaching me about the structure of a blessing, I couldn't hold that back. I couldn't keep that to myself. And so I wanted to pour it out to the community because aren't we all hoping to be blessed? Aren't we all wanting to either be blessed by someone or bless others in the name of the Lord? And it's so important for us to know what the structure of a blessing looks like. We know God is the source, but how do you bless someone? If you're not sure, go back and listen to this week's recent bonus episode because pun intended, it's really going to bless you. All right, with that being said, today's episode is something that just leapt out at me. So this morning I was having Bible study and, you know, just kind of hanging out with the Lord. And then later on in the morning, my daughter joined me for breakfast. I like to make pancakes on Saturdays or no, this is not even Saturday, y'all. This is what happens to my brain when I'm a teacher and I'm not having regular weeks at school. Today is Tuesday, not the weekend. It does feel like a long weekend though. All right, so I like to make pancakes for my children over the weekend, but this past weekend I missed making them pancakes. And so I got up today to make them some homemade pancakes. And by homemade, I mean some ready-made box mix that I add a little bit of acid to, something in the base to give it that little zing that you taste in pancakes. It can be lemon or even apple cider vinegar, whatever your choice is. Either way, I do one of those. I add a little fresh vanilla and some chocolate chips and they think it's homemade. It tastes really good. So I will take all the credit for that. And I asked her if she wanted to listen to an episode on YouTube with me. And I've been following this series on the modernization of witchcraft by Stephanie E.K. Okafor. She's phenomenal. I believe she teaches at one church with Sarah Jakes Roberts and her husband, Tere Roberts. I believe she's one of the lead pastors there. You can look all of that up. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure, but I find her to be a phenomenal, powerful woman of God. And you are known by your fruit. And when you look at the fruit of her, her actions, her teachings, she is just so biblically grounded and you can see the love that she has for the Lord just oozing out in everything she says. And I really respect how she is always bringing scripture, always bringing whole passages to study. She doesn't cherry pick it. She just teaches it in its entirety. And I love that. We need that. That is what good, solid biblical teaching is about. She's been doing a study on the modernization of witchcraft, and I have been all over it. 
because I feel like it's one of those topics in the church that we don't even go near. We don't even acknowledge because that just sounds spooky and weird and who wants to deal with that? Meanwhile, we're out here being harassed by all manner of spirits and weaponless in the kingdom of God. And that should not be, y'all. That should not be. And so I love that she's tackling this topic from the ground up. I want to say it has like six or seven parts that she's recorded on YouTube so far. If you have not tuned into her channel, y'all run, just run and go do it. Not only listen to her episodes, but subscribe because you are subscribing to receive some truth in your life. You're subscribing to a woman who is not afraid to teach you the word of God and to teach the hard topics that others shy away from. So that's what I really love about it. So in her lesson today, I'm listening to the whole thing. Like, it's powerful. I'm taking notes. My daughter's taking notes. We're planning how our prayer is going to go afterwards. Like, we're having this whole study around her series on YouTube. And in the midst of all of her teaching, she says something that just rocks me. And I'm going to share with you this, this quick phrase that she shares. And she teaches on it a lot more in depth. But here's the phrase that she said that I want to bring to you. And she said, this. Demons like to create environments that sustain them. Y'all, when I heard her say that, I literally had to grab the remote and pause and just sit there for a second and think about that. About the fact that demons like to create atmospheres where they can thrive. And so as we're talking about God's perfect size, I was looking at it through that lens, you know, that lens of I need my health to be back on track. I need to escape this hyper food consumption that is slowly taking lives of so many. Like if you're looking at it through that lens, then you'll realize this statement, just how true it is, how powerful it is, and the work that needs to be done around this statement. Because even in my own life, this weekend, as we were prepping for the, the holiday weekend, the 4th of July, you know, I went to the grocery store to grab some goodies for the family. And like so many of us Americans, when we celebrate holidays, we tend to celebrate with food. And that's no different for our family. Like I'll make burgers on the grill or hot dogs on the grill, or I don't have the energy to make ribs or anything like that, but I'll make something like that. And we'll have a little feast around it or a little picnic and we make it an experience. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't feel bad about it. I don't feel guilty about it. I like having a picnic with my family and I will continue to do that so long as I'm not using it as a as a means to enter into sin, which brings me to my next point, because I think I did exactly that. As I was shopping for them in the grocery store, I saw this apple pie and what says 4th of July more than apple pie and ice cream. And that's what went through my head. And so that's what convinced me to pick up this 500 pound apple pie from Costco. Y'all, it took two arms and me engaging my abs just to carry this daggone apple pie. But I did. Your girl did. I locked in my muscles. I picked up this apple pie, put it in the cart and I brought it home. And there was an inkling in me as I was shopping that said, don't do this. This is just too much for a family of four. But I did it, y'all. I did it. And I've been wrestling with this thing ever since. And I couldn't figure out like, what were my emotions around this? Now I've, I had pie and I'm pretty good about having a cutoff. Like I had pie. I've enjoyed it. I'm trying not to overindulge in it. And now it's still so large, doggone it, that I have to now throw this thing in the freezer because it's massive and we'll just save it for another time. But here's the thing that I realized when she made that statement about how demons like to create environments that sustain them, 
I thought about that because you know how I how I've shared with you in past episodes. Um, if you haven't listened to Gluttony is at the Table with me, or I forget the name of it, but Gluttony at the Table, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Because a lot of us, as we're coming out of a food addiction or we're coming out of these food issues, I teach you that a spirit of gluttony can oftentimes be at the root of what is happening to you. Like if you are not using spiritual warfare to make sure that there's not a presence, a demonic presence that is influencing your behavior to eat out of control or to not eat at all, whatever that spirit is, if it's there, you need to know it so that you can kick its butt out of your house with the authority that Jesus gave you in his name. So when I thought about her statement, I thought that's something we actually have to think about. You know, we talk about setting yourself up for success, setting your your home up for success, you know, going to the grocery store and buying the foods that you need. But I've shared with you in many episodes that oftentimes we're willing to fight that physical battle of I'll buy the groceries, but we don't kick the darn thing out of our lives. And so we end up in this cycle of eating, overeating, and then and then feeling guilty, and then trying to white knuckle it some more, and then overeating, and then feeling guilty, and trying to white knuckle it some more. Like, because we're not going to the root of the problem. And what I want to share with you today is we have to kick these demons out of our homes and off of our plates, and then we have to change the environment in which they've been thriving in. And that's what we're going to hammer into today, because there are three things I want to share with you. Number one, when these demons are creating cozy little spaces for themselves, they tend to operate in your thought life. And so we have to be mindful that these demons are working in our thoughts. They like to create cozy environments where they can influence our thoughts and access them and use their methods of communicating with us so that we think and ultimately do what they want us to do on autopilot. That's what their goal is. So we have to be mindful of how they're creating these environments that make them comfortable in our minds. We have to be mindful of how they're making themselves comfortable in our friend groups or in the people in our lives. I shared with you one time that when I look back on my teen years, every single one of my friends were overweight. And I think I was gravitating to them because I felt like one of them. I knew they wouldn't judge me and I wouldn't judge them. We all ate together. We all laughed together. We all watched movies together and we all swapped clothes because we were about the same size. And I surrounded myself with people who had the same issues as me so that I would feel comfortable in my friend group. So we have to take a look at how these demons are creating environments and places in our friend groups or in the people that influence us in our lives. The last thing I want to talk about, I want to really take a look at it through this lens of our physical surroundings. Like, what are we surrounding ourselves with that are keeping these demons happy and cozy to be in our lives in this capacity? For me, I had to take a look at that with that doggone apple pie and think, this enemy is going to keep using this thing to tempt me and taunt me until I make a change in my environment. Like, had I not brought the pie home, I would not have felt tempted by that pie. Are you bringing things into your environment that you feel like you can manage and then you later find out you simply can't? You can't. You thought in the moment the demon made you believe in your mind that you had control over that thing, but when you got it home, now it's controlling you. 
So we're going to take a look at those three things, and we're going to look at some biblical foundations for those and the truths of what we need to believe and the changes that we need to make to clean up our environment, whether it be whether it be our thought life, our friend group, or our physical surroundings. So we're going to take a look at those three things. And I'm going to share this with you. You hear me rustling and grabbing my paper because I want to share these notes with you. The first one is we're going to deal with the thought life. Scripture tells us that we have to renew our mind with the word of God. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that comes from Romans chapter 12, verse two. Y'all, the only way we can know what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect is if we're reading the word of God. So when you are thinking about cleaning up your environment and making these demons get out of your life and giving yourself a clean slate to work with and inviting the Holy Spirit to fill that place, the first place you want to start is your mindset. If you don't change your mind, nothing changes. I said it. If you don't change your mind, nothing changes. If you don't get up and say, not just I want to go on a diet, but God, I really want to be free of this. I need a new mindset. So I'm going to read your word. And then you dig into his word and you find out, hey, you actually have a spirit of self-control. And then you start speaking that over yourself and you start believing that until it takes root and until it becomes fruit in your life. And you start realizing that, hey, I can cast these things out of my life that are that are not supposed to be there. And so you start doing that. All of it starts with a new mindset. And that new mindset must come from the word of God. And here's how I know it must come from the word of God. Because what other word can you speak that will triumph over what has been mastering you? There's no other word. There's no other word except the word of God. The word of God says that the name of Jesus is above every name and that he sits enthroned above every single thing that can be named. And so you need a word that can conquer the lies that the enemy has been filling your mind with. You need a word that can slay the demons that are plaguing your thought life. And so that's why you have to start with the word of God, because you need a word that's powerful, that's true, and that will never fail you. So get your mindset renewed by starting to read the word of God. You don't have to know it all right this second, but you do have to start somewhere, start small and start reading maybe a couple verses or a couple chapters. So that's the first thing I'm going to tell you. You have to clean up the environment of your mind if you want to walk in true freedom. The next thing I want to share with you is that you've got to clean up your friend group. Let's be real, y'all. There are some friends that you're going to have to put limits on or family members that you're going to have to put limits on, like their influence might be a little too strong and they convince you to do way too many things that are not right or good for you. And so you're going to have to put limits on them and then maybe only deal with them for certain amounts of time, certain times of the day. You want to be careful about the influence that they have over you, especially as you're growing to gain strength especially as you're growing to make changes. You don't need to be tripped up early on in the infancy stage of the changes because when you're an infant in those changes, you fall a lot quicker and you are defenseless. But if you give yourself some time and maybe some distance from the people who have your ear and who are leading you, maybe not in the wrong way, but just they are well-meaning, but maybe they are speaking, you know, negatively against you. Maybe you have to limit how much you can take in for that time being. So maybe look at putting some distance between you and the people who have too much influence and are dragging you in the wrong direction. But then y'all, there's the hard part. 
there are some people you have to cut out of your life. You know, when you are going through a recovery phase, there are those people who trigger you to drink or who trigger you to have relations outside of marriage. There are people who trigger you to overeat and they call you when they want to do that thing. Those people are not people you can put distance between. Those are not people you can deal with sometime. Those are people you have to cut out of your life because if you don't, they're always going to drag you back into the pit. I can't tell you how to get that done. And to be honest, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. So I'm not going to sit here on this mic and pretend like that's going to be the easiest thing for you to do. Because honestly, when it when it was my time and I had to cut some people out of my life who were negative towards me, but also very harmful and very toxic, even though they brought harm into my life, I mourned. When I had to separate from them and I had to cut them out of my life, I had to mourn. I went through the steps of mourning the loss of those friendships and it hurt and it hurt deep. And I cried and I called my mom and I went through the pain of it. But it was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself because I would not be sitting here and I may not even be alive today had I not cut those people out of my life. It's not going to be easy. And this is something that you may have to get professional help with. This may be something where you have to go to your church and ask for some counseling for, but it can be done. And if it's necessary and if it saves your life, then it's worth it. You're worth it and your future is worth it. So do whatever it takes to get yourself healthy and to surround yourself with friendships that are good and that will build you up in the right way, in the word of God, in healthy ways. You need that. So even as you cut those friends out of your life, you're going to start praying and asking God to bring new people into your life because unless you fill that void, you're going to go back to those old relationships. You must, as you sweep the house clean, bring in something new in its place or you'll end up going back to the old. So I pray for you as you start making those tough decisions and as you cut those relationships out or as you create boundaries around other relationships. And if you're not sure which one that person, which lane that person stands in, you need to talk to God about it, pray about it, maybe even fast for a little bit, a day, and then ask God, what do I do with these friendships? And you hold it up to the Father. No one can tell you what to do except the Lord by the power of his spirit. So my prayers are with you because it's not easy. It's not easy, but I will be praying on this side. I think that's where I'm going to commit my prayer this week. As some of you start looking at calling those friendships that you have, maybe setting boundaries or cutting some off that are toxic and harmful to you. My prayers are going to be with you this week. The last area that I mentioned is your physical surroundings. And that's as easy or as hard as it sounds. And the biblical foundation is found everywhere. I mean, all over, especially the Old Testament. If you look in Second Chronicles, you'll see a young king. He was just eight years old, y'all. I mean, a man was, was on the throne at eight years old, and he had a heart after God. And one of the things he realized when he walked into his new position is, I've got to clean up my surroundings. And so he started tearing down these poles that people used in idol worship. He started destroying altars that were created for these little uh, false gods. He started getting rid of all of these tools that were used to practice witchcraft and worship of other false gods. 
And so he started getting rid of all of that. And you're thinking, well, what does that have to do with me? I mean, it's my house in my kitchen. Well, the truth is we have all worshiped something in our life other than God. You know, we we love God, but we've all fallen short and we all end up looking at other things in ways that we should not. We put them on pedestals, whether they're people or whether they're things. A lot of us have a idol worship at the altar of the mall where we go and spend money and, and consumerism is a real point of idolatry. Um, sex or food or alcohol, you name it. There are a lot of areas where we where we have these practices of idolatry. And so how do you clean up those spaces? Well, you ask God to give you eyes to see what's been tripping you up. And maybe you go in the kitchen and you get rid of the junk food. That could be a starting point for you. But maybe you clean up your, your playlist on your phone. You clean up the music you listen to, or you clean up the shows that you're watching. Because all of these places are where the enemy festers and thrives. And it might not feel easy to do that, but you can do it. And for the sake of your future, for the sake of your health, for the sake of of your gifts and what God has placed in you, I pray that you find the strength and the courage to let God help you clean these areas up because the enemy is only doing one thing on the backside of, of that. The enemy is inhabiting those spaces so that it feels at home, so that it can use them as triggers against you, so that it has a point of access into your life. And until you clean them up, the enemy will just keep running in and out of those open doors, in and out of those gates, through the music choices, through the foods that you're bringing into your home. Maybe it's an abundance of junk food, chips and, and pizzas and burgers. Maybe God is calling you to eat a healthier diet so that he can do some repair in your body. Clean up the physical surroundings in your life. And if you have found that you like to pray with tools like crystals or you like to use certain things in prayer, then those have to go. Like there are things that that look benign that are not benign. And I'm not even going to touch on this topic because I couldn't even do it justice like Stephanie does it. So if you're not sure about some of the things that you like, like your crystals or sage or all of those things, go give her YouTube channel a listen. Give it a listen. Go in with an open mind and ask God to teach you what you need to know in that time. And then be ready to commit to doing whatever God asks you to do. So even I have a lot to think about after this episode. I'm really thinking, have I created surroundings for myself where the enemy is thriving? And if I have, God help me go in and clean this up from friends to to physical surroundings to my thought life. In all three of those areas, I'm going to let God go in and cut out what needs to be cut out because I really want to walk in the fullness of my destiny. Don't you? I pray you say yes because your destiny is big and it will impact others for the kingdom of God. So let's go after this hard with everything we've got, even when we're called to do the difficult things of letting some things go so that we can let the fullness of God shine in those places. We got this, y'all, because we got the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I pray that you're blessed by it. I pray that as you make these decisions, I pray the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ would go before you and would make your path straight. And I pray that he would give you comfort even as you say goodbye to the old and he would give you true, true joy as you welcome the newness of what he has for you into your life. Thanks for listening and I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Bye.